What's Shaking Fire Nation? JLD here with an audio masterclass that is designed, and I mean designed, to knock your socks off. I am bringing Jen on the show today to break down how to get seen, heard, and paid more to be you by building a master brand. Now, who is Jen Kem? Well, she's a brand futurist and creator of the master brand method that helps founders get seen, heard, and paid more for simply being more of who they are. And that's you, Fire Nation. So we're going to dive into all of this and so much more when we get back from thanking our sponsor. Fire Nation, you know what's not smart? Spending a ton of time searching job boards that overwhelm you with so many candidates who aren't even qualified for the job you posted. Luckily, there's a smarter way to hire at ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology finds the right people for you and actively invites them to apply. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the US. That's based on hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So Jen, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. What is up, Fire Nation? I am lit up to be chatting with you today, John. Um, So something that a lot of people don't know about me is when I was three, I fell out of a three-story building and survived. And I landed on my head, cracked it open. They didn't think I was going to make it. And my mom always says to people, it explains a lot about <laughs> how she is today. <laughs> and so actually, I, a lot of people don't know that about me. And I'm now going to even out myself even more. They gave me the nickname Tweet Tweet, which nobody knows except for my family. So when somebody, if you ever meet me on the street and you call me Tweet Tweet, I know you know the inside scoop. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that is literally a parent's worst nightmare, a little three-year-old going off a three-story drop. Oh my God, that just brings me chills right now. And I'm not even a parent and I can only imagine. (laughs) But Jen, I've already warned Fire Nation up in the intro. I mean, they are fired up because you're going to be dropping an audio masterclass on how to get seen, heard, and paid more to be you by building a master brand. And Jen, you've done that. You've helped others do that. And now you're going to be breaking it down for Fire Nation today, dropping value bomb after value bomb. So real quick, give us just a a couple teasers about what we're going to be chatting about today. Nothing deep, just a couple little teasers. And then we're going to get into the show. So excited because I think entrepreneurs specifically, John, don't use the same things that bigger brands do. And that's what we call them master brands, because what I'm going to be breaking down today is the steps that you can do as an entrepreneur, because people a lot of times separate what entrepreneurs should do to build brands versus or even if it's important at all versus what they see in the mainstream market. And I think that there's a connection point there that is highly valuable to entrepreneurs to get seen, heard and paid more and help more people um, by having the the tools that I'm going to talk about on the masterclass today. So I'm super pumped. One of the amazing things about living in the world that we live in, Jen, is that we can just Google anything and get quote unquote answers to anything. But the problem with that is how can you really truly know if what you're reading is the truth or is it maybe a myth? And it's really tough. And that's why Fire Nation, I know that you come to me and to Entrepreneurs on Fire because I bring you experts on their specific topic and they drop it to you straight. They tell you exactly what's going on. So you know that the number one search result for Google should be whatever's about to come out of Jen's mouth for this question, which is what are some of those myths, Jen, that are being said when it comes to building a brand? Because there's a lot of myths out there. Oh, so many. Well, the first is 
I think a lot of people think that branding is just about visual identity. Um, but the truth is, is that that's only one component when it comes to branding. And the other myth is that brands matter later. Um, that, you know, that we actually want to create these websites and logos and identity symbols that we want people to think are revolutionary. But the truth is, is that brands are more, well, master brands are more focused on being evolutionary, not revolutionary. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about that um, as we go through the masterclass today. The other myth is that a lot of people confuse branding with marketing and vice versa. Um, and I'll talk about what the difference of those things are, but they are actually not the same. Um, I'll just give a little hint now that marketing is actually a subset of branding and not the other way around. Um, and I'll talk about how that works in a moment. Um, another myth is that especially as entrepreneurs, whether you're a solopreneur or you have a team, a lot of people think that branding is less important than um, other forms of growing your company. And in some cases, that's absolutely true. But for any company that's made a profit, um, their brand was actually a foundational part of that. And uh, when I give you the, the definition of branding, I'll get into that um, and why that's that's true. And then finally, in the world of Internet marketing in, in particular, so if any of you are using Internet marketing or online marketing to attract new prospects and serve more people, um, there's a lot of uh, myth out there that building a brand is less important than growing or building a funnel. And the truth is, is that internet marketing is actually a machine, an element or an ingredient that's part of branding, not separate. And so um, I'll talk about how that works too. But those are a few at the top of my head. A lot of teasers, Fire Nation. So you're going to want to stick around because Jen's going to be bringing it all to us, making it all clear. One thing she said that I loved, brands are evolutionary, not revolutionary. So we're going to clean up and exactly explain what that means coming up here. But maybe a good place to start, Jen, would, would be to define branding as you see it. What's that true definition? Let's start with actually marketing because I think that people again, think that they're the same. And let's start with marketing. So marketing is simply the psychology of human consumption and then applying the triggers, messages, and actions out there um, to test what will be consumed by any particular audience. So, and those are, when we say testing to consume, simply that just means seeing what people will pick up on and be excited about or even bother uh, to use their time, energy, or money to open or look at or stay in, you know, stay in the message. Now, marketing is actually part one of the overall ecosystem of building a brand. It's part one. It's not the part. It's the it's one of the parts. And so now let's now talk about like the definition of branding. Well, brands are the products. So there's a difference, too, between what brands are and what branding is. And so brands, for the purpose of uh, our talk today, is the products and services that you're marketing. So your marketing psychological triggers to understand why people, why they should care and your marketing products and services to do that. They are the things that you're marketing, as I said. So one thing that people don't, I think, realize is that a brand becomes important because the audience assigns meaning to that product. And the keywords right here are assigning meaning, um, which basically means that a feeling or a moment was created between the brand and the potential customer that made them feel something, you know, to do. So that's the difference between marketing, what a brand is. Now, branding, it is the actual ecosystem. 
So it takes into account how the company makes the audience feel on the front end and then matches that perception and promise on the back end in everything in between. I tell people all the time when they, you know, people say, oh, who's your avatar? I said, her name is Phoebe, F-E-B-E. It's the person who cares about the front end and the back end and understands that that's important to build a profitable business that people will actually care about and tell more people about. So branding is about the fee and the B, the front end and the back end. And brands are ultimately what people buy, not just in the short term, but they're the heart of a long-term customer value proposition. Um, So basically my, of course, I'm a little biased here, John, but to me, branding is everything. And if you're not just in the game of slinging widgets, I say, then branding should be something that you care about because it's really over time why people will stay in it with you and continue. In your case, even on this amazing show that you have people keep listening because the valuable content that you have, the same thing is true. People who are offering other services and products, um, it's that long-term value that creates a brand. So true. And Fire Nation to go through a couple key things there. Brands, those are the products and services that you are marketing. And branding, that's the ecosystem of how you make your audience feel. And I love that acronym, Phoebe, F-E-B-E, front end, back end. Keep that in mind, Fire Nation. And then for marketing, what is marketing? Well, it's the psychology of human consumption. I mean, you need to understand both of these things, how they work together, Fire Nation, because they do work together. Now, one thing that I see all the time, Jim, because I have people in my audience that are part of a business right now. They're maybe in a cubicle working a side hustle. Maybe they're a solopreneur doing their own thing. Maybe they're part of an entrepreneurship team really helping the startup grow. The question always is though, hey, should we be branding ourselves or our businesses first? Like who needs to be where our priorities are at the beginning? So should entrepreneurs be branding themselves or their businesses first off? Here's the answer. And it's not completely objective. Um, It definitely depends. But if I were to put in two basic categories with the 80-20 rule, John, if you're in a service-based business like training, consulting, coaching, something that offers services a personal brand does help give credibility to the actual services or business that's offered. So a lot of times I'll recommend that you look at and be willing to be the personal brand. If you look at some of the most uh, foremost, even, um, you know, people like, uh, you know, authors and, and who have become management consultants and inside of companies and those side hustlers, as you mentioned, John, a lot of them started out with it was one person, you know, building a business around their name. And in today's, in today's business world, it's the same thing, to be honest with you. So if you're in the training, consulting, and coaching world, a lot of that is the credibility factor and the storytelling um, that helps support why people should attach meaning to your brand. Uh, now, if you're in a products-based business, like selling things on Amazon or maybe on Etsy, um, but you're selling physical product, you would typically focus on branding the products first, um, especially the signature product that has made you uh, popular. Um, so, for example, you know, I, I look at this one a lot um, on Shark Tank. The number one selling product on Shark Tank that was invested in by Lori Grenier was the Scrub Daddy. And you don't really remember too much the guy who pitched the product on Shark Tank. But the Scrub Daddy, which now has actually a number of products in their portfolio, it has started out with one little round sponge that had a happy face on it. That's their signature product. And so it's important to just keep going and doubling and tripling down on the scrub daddy name. Right. And so that's kind of the split there. Again, 
consulting, coaching, services-based products, personal brand can be important, especially if the story of the founder is uh, relevant to attaching meaning. And then for products-based services, I would say generally you would go and brand the product first. But again, it's very different depending on the scenario because that's the whole thing too about branding. Although I have a formula that I use, every story is is different. And so you really have to look at a bunch of components, what I'll get into in a moment, um, that will help you determine finally how you start out there. Love that. So Fire Nation, determine what are you? Are you a service-based business? Because then a personal brand will give you credibility. You see this a lot on Instagram, people that are building up service-based businesses. They're building up their personal brand, their personal authority, their credibility, that personal brand, and that's helping them sell through to their services. And then if you are focused on the product game, well, you can brand the product first. And like the Scrub Daddy example was a great one. And that can be kind of the fullback that leads the charge on that brand. So Jen, I'm a step by step kind of guy. I just like going from one step to the next step. I just love, love that discipline and it's always worked for me. So what are those steps to build a brand that could help us fire nation get seen, get heard and let's be honest, get paid. What's really the point, right? There's no business without getting paid, right? And so I'm all for it, right? And I always say that building a brand is it's more important to be profitable than it is to be popular and popularity helps build brands, but understanding how you put all the ingredients together is what makes you profitable. Then you can help more people, right? And obviously like live the best life that you're looking for as a founder. So I call it the master brand method. It's five steps, John. And so it starts with archetypes. And so what are archetypes? Archetypes are, it was coined by Carl Jung, who, uh, you know, I didn't invent archetypes and it can be used in a lot of different ways, but in the purpose of branding, archetypes are basically the essence and the soul, like the nucleus, the heartbeat of the brand that you want to express that brings both the allure and the authenticity to your brand. Um, And it also helps with your messaging by having you build brand stories that give extreme resonance with the audience that you're building. So knowing your archetypes, but not just the archetype, but a mix of archetypes, which I'll get to in a moment, um, will allow you to tell better brand stories that make people understand why they should care at all. So that's step one, knowing your archetype. Step two is knowing your audience. I say that uh, your archetype plus your audience are the two sides of the coin that pays you, okay? So if how do you find your audience? Well, you have to test out and find the people who will assign meaning to your business and brand using the archetypes as the nucleus of your storytelling. And so when you understand that and you start to create that evolutionary conversation, that's when you start to see people not just opening your emails or reading your advertisements or, you know, uh, remarking on your Instagram feed, but they actually are hungry for what you have next. So step three is what a lot of people start with. And in my experience, my 20 plus years of experience doing this, this is where they shouldn't start, but a lot of people do. And that is the aesthetics step, um, which is the visual identity and language of the master brand that you're building that's aligned with your archetype and audience. Now, don't freak out because if you've already done some things, that's actually step four, which is activation, which I wanna say entrepreneurs need to take action. So even if this is the first time you're hearing this theory or you're hearing this this process I call the master brand method, it's totally cool. If you have a website, if you have a logo, if you're already kicking butt, 
online or offline, that's awesome. My point here is to show you that there's actually a structure that really can be, can amplify what you're doing next. So activation, which is step four, as I mentioned, are the machines that carry the archetypal messaging to the audience. They are the machines. So things like content marketing, social media, your Instagram feed, your sales funnels, those are the machines that carry it. And knowing which one of these are relevant to your business is what really matters. Because a lot of people try a lot of things, throw, you know, uh, try a lot of different machines to carry their message. And that's cool in the beginning. Um, But over time, remember, branding is evolutionary. You start to really see, hey, here's where my audience really lives and I want to go serve them over here. Okay, great. I'm going to pick the number one machine to activate their engagement over here. Um, But in the beginning, you're going to try a lot of different activation machines and then you'll see which ones fit um, your brand overall. And then finally, the last step is amplification. Now, this step is especially important to entrepreneurs because in the master brand method, amplification is really about courage, ownership, and attitude. Those three things are critical ingredients to amplifying because one of the biggest, uh, the saddest things on that I see with entrepreneurs are, or people who are thinking about taking the leap into entrepreneurship is that they quit too early uh, because they don't realize this is an evolutionary process. So in order to amplify your archetype, and your audience to believe you, you have to be in the game. And that means you have to actually be consistent and out there. And it takes the right mindset, the courage to keep showing up to get seen, heard, and paid, the courage to act like an owner even before you make those six digits, seven digits, eight fig, you know, eight figure businesses that you want, you dream of. You have to have that 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 mindset of I'm an owner and I'm looking to own my time, my energy, and money around it. Um, and then the attitude um, of what it takes to be successful. So if you know it's a, a long-term game with short-term goals, you're going to amplify these five steps faster. Uh, so those are the five steps of growing a master brand. Love it. The five-step master brand method and Fire Nation, one more time, we'll tear through this. You have to know your archetype. You have to know your audience. You need that aesthetics, which is the visual identity. And of course, there's activation. You need to be action-oriented, Fire Nation. These are the machines that are going to carry the message like social media. And then amplification. Courage, mindset, attitude. It's critical that you have these things, Fire Nation, going through this process. Of all of these, Jen, what would you say is the most important step? Mm, it's so hard to pick because obviously, again, I'm biased, but I'll just start with step one. I think knowing your archetypes, knowing the psychological triggers of what you care about, because that's the other thing about archetypes, Don, is archetypes are about you and the audience step is about them. And when you can marry those two together, Uh, you have a stronger story to tell. And so I would say start at step one, archetypes. You know, know what makes you different and, uh, you know, know the stories that you can tell that will bridge that meaning to the audience that you're trying to attract is something that all successful entrepreneurs and frankly, the biggest companies in the world, they use the archetype branding method to actually build all their campaigns. So if you see a Super Bowl ad, that's archetypal branding. They start with that. So as an entrepreneur, I think knowing who you are is the most important first step. So I'll go with that one. So Fire Nation, you've heard us say the words brand archetype a few times throughout this episode. Well, we are going to dive into that next. Jen is really going to unpack that for us. But we're going to take a quick minute first and thank our sponsor. 
Fire Nation, I'm here with Ian Siegel, the CEO of Zip Recruiter. And Ian, with the unemployment rates below 4%, it is critical that employers do everything they can to attract the best talent. So can you share some tips that employers need to be aware of? I think the number one thing that you as an employer need to be thoughtful about when you're writing a job description is you're not just describing what you need from the candidates you are also selling the candidate on what it's going to be like to work at your company. So don't just say, here's what I need from you. Say, here's what I need from you, but wait, here's what I'm going to provide for you in the way of an environment. We are a dog-friendly office. We're close to shops and restaurants. We promote from within. We have awesome benefits. We do happy hours every Friday night. Whatever your perk is, whatever makes you special, whatever makes your office special, those are the things that you want to put into your job description because remember, You're not just trying to tell them what you need from them. You're trying to woo them into coming to work for you. Fire Nation, I hope you were taking notes there because it's a job seekers market and job seeker expectations, they are high. And as entrepreneurs, we need to be creative and we have to consider the benefits that will set us apart from our competitors. That has to be considered. I mean, I know if I had a dog and I was looking for a job and that job touted the fact that they were dog friendly, that would be a huge Plus, and when it's time to find the right talent, Fire Nation, there's Zip Recruiter. Zip Recruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right skills, education, and experience, and actively invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, Zip Recruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's no wonder Zip Recruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S., and this is based on Trustpilot ratings of hiring sites with over a thousand reviews. And right now, Fire Nation, you can try Zip Recruiter for free. Free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash F-I-R-E. Ziprecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So Jen, we're back and I teased Fire Nation before the break with the brand archetype. So why is it so important when you're thinking about branding to focus on your brand archetype? Sometimes we get so consumed with content out there, right? This is an age where, as you said up front at the top, John, you can Google anything, right? And so we start to detach ourselves from why our brand matters at all. And this is why understanding the archetype of your brand is so critical because that's what people can smell, authenticity. You can fake it for a while, but once they start to see that you're consistent with that, that resonance, they're going to keep coming back. And this is why the archetypal piece is so important. So let's get to kind of describing what it means. Well, first, there's not just one archetype that influences who you are as a brand. And again, that could mean your personal brand or the product itself. So whatever the ethos or the nucleus of the brand that you want to express, you're really looking for what's that center. And so we call it a mixture of three archetypes. It's a blend. Uh, We call it actually the archetype influence mix or the aim. And I think you'll love this because this is Fire Nation. We, in our, in the way that we teach entrepreneurs how to build brands and also work with Fortune 500 companies to do the same in my company, um, we use the same method and it's called the aim. It stands for archetype influence mix. And it's all about, instead of ready, aim, fire, we say aim, ready, fire. So start with the aim, right? Right? Aim, ready, fire. And so um, there are three 
parts of the archetypes. The first is your dominant archetype. The second is your intrinsic archetype. And the third is your intuitive archetype. And when you understand the blend of those three, that's when you can start applying those psychological triggers to the messages that you're putting out there. So the dominant archetype is the most important of the three. Think of it like Bon Jovi, John. Like, if, I don't know if any of you like know Bon Jovi. I hope you do because they're pretty awesome. Living um, on a prayer. Hello. Right. Hello. Right. And so John Bon Jovi is obviously the dominant, you know, he's the lead singer of Bon Jovi, right? But he has two other guys. And one guy is uh, Richie Sambora. And then there's another guy that nobody knows, but he's important, right? He has, he's part of the sound that Bon Jovi has. And that's like the dominant intrinsic and intuitive archetype. Dominant is like John Bon Jovi. It's the most important voice. It's the leading voice for your brand. It's the main meal in the, in, in, it's the main dish in the meal. Okay. The intrinsic archetype and the intuitive archetype are what I call the seasoning. So the intuitive archetype still has a, there's a, there's an edge to the, to the voice that the intuitive archetype gives. It, it, it gives it more flavor. It gives it more depth. It helps people understand that you're not a one dimensional brand. You actually have a couple things that you care about and that you're willing to talk about. So I call it the backup singer. Um, it's the lead seasoning. It's like the salt and pepper. And then there's the intuitive archetype, which is the underlying influence. Again, that third guy, I even don't know his name in Bon Jovi. Okay. But without him, there isn't that sound. Right. And so these three things, when you know them, um, will help you determine the best way to message your brand. Love that. Fire Nation. That was a lot to take in, but hey, that's why you have that rewind 30 second button. While you have that pause button, go back, take some notes, think about this stuff because it is absolutely critical that as you're developing your brand and your strategy going forward, you're taking this all in. Now, I do have a lot of people who are at the beginning stages, Jen, of being an entrepreneur. So why should they even care about any of this stuff at that early stage in the game? The thing is, just like Google, you anybody can figure out anything online. That's the truth now. Whether it's true or not, that's the second level that you have to look at. But when you look at brands, the only thing that makes them different and the only thing that makes you different, Fire Nation, is your story. That's why it matters. It's really no one else has your story. So when we talk about the truth in marketing or the truth on Google, no one that even that story that I said up front where I fell out of a window, no one has that story. And I actually use it when I speak on stages and whatnot. And it really gets people to say, oh, wow, she survived something. There's a lot of messaging inside of your story that you're probably not leveraging that will set you apart from other people doing what you're doing. Because the other truth is, if you're a new entrepreneur and you believe that other people aren't doing what you're doing, that's one of the myths also in building a business or brand, right, John? You know, you have... There are a lot of people still doing what you're doing. So why is this important? And some of it may seem to go over your head, but if you don't know your story, then other people can't, other people can't not just resonate with you, but other people can't tell your story for you, which is what builds brands. And let me jump in here for a second, Jen, too, because it's connecting with you. Like when you told your story about falling out of a three-story window and cracking your head open, it immediately took me back to when I was like four years old, jumping on my grandmother's bed, just like a a kid. And I just tried to hide real quick when she was coming in the room and I cracked my head on the headboard and just split open and it was blood everywhere. And I was like, man, I can't wait to like get offline and just talk with Jen about that story because now we have this thing in common. It's a connection. And that's, you know, kind of interesting connection to fire nation but when you tell a personal story what the listeners and the audience is going to do is they're going to connect with a similar story that they've experienced and that's a connection point 
Oh, so true, John. And I think that's the thing is because your story is your own and no one else has the story, but somebody will see themselves in your story. Like John just said, oh, that got brought me back to being four years old. So that connection point, but also it gives you more courage to get more out there, frankly, because now you're opening up about you. And if you can learn the strategy to bridge that story to why the audience um, not just cares and says, oh, great story, but actually says, oh, wait, now that I know your story, I'm actually more akin to see what you have going on and see if your product or service actually helps, you know, help me with a pain point or a desire that I have in my life. The story cracks open the opportunity and knowing your archetype and knowing how to bridge it to your audience matters. A lot of times, uh, back to why should entrepreneurs care in the beginning, you think you should build a funnel or you should get on social media. These are all important, obviously. These are activation machines. But if your story doesn't resonate or you don't know how to message it, it's all it all doesn't really matter. That's that's the truth. Like, you know, there are there are millions of messages being put out there. Uh, we're surrounded in marketing right now. I'm looking at an Apple a computer while I'm talking on this uh, on this show. I'm, you know, surrounded by a bunch of different brands. And so are you listening? And so it's important if it's going to actually meet if it's going to help. If it's going to make people open their wallets, you have to have a story that matters to them. And so that's why this matters. So Fire Nation, that's for you beginning entrepreneurs at the beginning stage of your journey. But Jen, what about for those seasoned entrepreneurs? Like, why should they care? They've already been doing it for a while. Why should they care about branding now? Well, the thing is, is that if you're a seasoned entrepreneur, that means congratulations, you've kicked butt, right? You're doing something, you're making a profit, Uh, you know, your core audience understands you and you have offers that work. People are willing to open their wallets, purchase it and tell other people about it. That's the, you know, your basic milestones of becoming a seasoned entrepreneur. So now is the time to possibly own that message fully and do more heavy investments in visual identity. See, one of the biggest mistakes early entrepreneurs do, they spent a lot of dough on visual identity. And I say, definitely you want to look professional. You want to have things look clean, but you don't want to spend thousands upon thousands of that hard earned money into a visual identity. So for seasoned entrepreneurs, now's the time to really own your, the, the next icon that will make your brand iconic. And that is, you know, whatever that next level of identity and messaging. So we find that a lot of seasoned entrepreneurs hire us and work with us to do that because they're looking to now really just own that space. So Jen, I love resources. Fire Nation, my audience, loves resources. So break it down for us. What resources do you think that we need in order to build this master brand? First of all, I hope it's okay with you, John, but I'd like to give you your aim, the archetype influence. I never Um, turn away a gift. I'm not going to lie. Okay, awesome. (laughs) So Fire Nation, since I said that was the first thing, I'd love for you to really resonate and understand your story and how to use the archetypes in branding for you. You can go to brandarchetypequiz.com forward slash fire uh, for the entire AIM reports to be sent to you. And I'll have all these explanations and and how you can um, learn how to decipher the psychology of your brand and how to market more effectively. That's the first step. And so I'd like to give that resource to you up front. And then just some free things. That's free for you, obviously. But a couple other things. You can literally go and ask yourself, the question that John asked me up front, share something interesting about yourself. Most people don't know, write that on the top of your journal. And if you were, there are probably honestly dozens of things about you that people don't know. So that's the first step. Go ahead and list those out. Second step, 
go ahead and say, how, why would this story mean something based on what I offer in the world? Right? So what is the resonance you think the audience would care about? So if I said, Hey, you know, I split my head open at three years old and now, you know, I'm a, my company does eight figures in business. We help fortune 500 companies and have a training and development company for entrepreneurs. And how did I do that? Well, you know, not only I survived that. And even though I even had to get therapy for that to fix, you know, some of the brain issues that happen with that. When I tell that story, people go, wow, you actually did it. And that's inspiring and motivating. And I'll write that in my, like when I'm doing my story portfolio, I call it like, what's the story? What's the bridge to the offer? And why should people care? So even just doing that as an exercise is really helpful in determining um, why your brand matters at all. So I'm loving all this Fire Nation. And again, thank you for the free gift, Jen. And one more time, Fire Nation, brand archetypequiz.com slash fire. Get over there, get that free stuff that Jen has lined up for you. And I love that you brought that up. I mean, the reason why Fire Nation, I start every one of these interviews with share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. It's because I want the guests on this show, Fire Nation, to share something interesting that's, you know, maybe it's not super common. Obviously, it's a little uncommon. And what's that going to do? It's going to build an initial connection with you, the listeners, and the guests that you maybe have never heard of before. This could be the first time. It's a little bit of an icebreaker. So, Think of that, like think of what you would answer that question with because that can be very valuable and then go one step further and why would this story resonate with others? Super critical as well. So Jim, let's really bring this home. We talked about so, so, so much today in a great way, but if you want Fire Nation to make sure they're walking away with one key takeaway, what is that? Your personal brand does matter, even if you think that it doesn't. By the way, that's true of whether you sell products and not services, that your personal story actually does matter. And in a time when there's so much stimulus, we're overstimulated by, you know, the access to information that we have. It's your story that actually not just gives you the courage to keep showing up to get seen, heard and paid, but it actually makes the audience want to see, hear and pay you too. So definitely get your story out there and be in action. Boom. Fire Nation, you know this. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with JK and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And of course, head over to eofire.com. If you type Jen, J-E-N, in the search bar, her show notes page is going to pop up with everything that we've been talking about, links to everything, the timestamps of our chat, Everything is there, so check that out. But of course, your strong call to action, Fire Nation, is to get off of this interview with us and head over to brandarchetypequiz.com slash fire. Get those freebies and start your master brand steps today. So Jen, thank you for sharing your truth with Fire Nation. For that, we salute you and we will catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Thanks, Fire Nation. Hey, Fire Nation, today's value bomb content was brought to you by Jen. She's such a rock star. And if you're ready to discover your big idea in just one hour, Fire Nation, I have an amazing system that's going to get you there. And then the sky's the limit. It is yourbigidea.io. So just visit yourbigidea.io. It's a free training I have for you there. So I will catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. 
You know what makes ZipRecruiter so smart? ZipRecruiter doesn't wait for the right candidates to find you. It finds them. Its powerful technology scans thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills and experience and actively invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. That's based on hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.